the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Final hour of the Tubbs show, but no Stefan Tubbs anywhere in sight. And hopefully he is going to recover fully with the long weekend ahead. I certainly hope so. Say a prayer for Steph. All right, it's 6.05. It is the final hour. And have you been following the story of this Balenciaga? Is that the name of it? Balenciaga. The uh, They sell... Uh, they're a fashion label and they did recent advertising where a very young girl was holding a panda bear, teddy bear or something clad in what looked like bondage gear. And uh, I'm an expert on no, but really everybody that looked at it saw it as, as such. And what made it even more curious, I guess, to say the least is that uh, if you clicked through a few of the pictures, they had goodies out on a table just partially blocking a copy of the Supreme Court decision. I forget the name of it. I didn't pull up the pictures or anything. But the Supreme Court na- the Supreme Court case that said, uh, and I, I'm really, really paraphrasing here, but I think what they were saying is that virtual kitty pornography, meaning uh, phony, you know, virtual, animated, or whatever, is not kitty porn. I think, I'm not sure, I think you can write about, um, I've actually never looked into this, but regardless, the Supreme Court said that, you know, actually touching a child, harming a child is one thing, but virtual um, replications of that kind of behavior, there's no, there's no victim, there's no child hurt. And so I've never read the case. I, I just, you could see enough of it and read through it to get a taste of it, and I've read about it. But apparently Balenciaga has apologized about it. And because I'm firewalled, I can't get into the Bloomberg article to see exactly what they said about their apology. I'll see if I can find another way in. But we got callers on the line. So let's entertain. We'll start with Joe in Arvada. Joe, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Randy. So, yeah, I was wondering what the status of of your case with that Denver police officer that, uh, you know, just, you know, had all the bad effects from the, from the uh, jab, the vax, something to relate to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vax injured Jose Manriquez. Um, right, right. Man, what a, what a hero. And for people who don't know the story, um, back next Marine like me, buddy. Yeah. And, and what a classic guy, you know, um, he just optimistic and tough and just battling, taking the next step and the next step. Just remarkable. And for people who don't know the story, I filed a lawsuit, I don't know, gosh, almost two years ago now, is it? When the Denver police, maybe not quite so long, but when the Denver police were mandating vaccines against cops. And we went down there right. and we got dismissed. The The court said that you've got to go through all the Board of Health, Health Department hurdles, all the administrative hurdles. We had argued that that it was too urgent, that the effects of the vaccine could be permanently damaging, et cetera. But 
I didn't know Jose Manriquez when we were down there, but there was media coverage that day of the lawsuit and, of course, the dismissal. And Jose showed up and he was walking, you know, leaning up against the walls. He was using a cane, moving very, very carefully. And, and he introduced, Man. yeah, and he introduced himself to us. And his story was that he had horrible COVID in, uh, in the first year of the disease and, but got through it, you know, recovered a young guy, strong guy, Marine, as you said. And, um, and so he had natural immunity, no doubt about it. And the Denver police forced him to get the jab. And because he's the breadwinner father of, uh, I think there's a family of four, three kids, maybe four, maybe of six. Gosh, it's been a while. Um, he went ahead and got the jab, and within a week, he could not walk. But he, by the time he got home, on the way, that. on the way home, he had to pull over on the side of the road, inflammation and burning, and and uh, so just terrible. Crazy. And so Fox and Friends, the the TV show on Fox News, reached out after our dismissal. They wanted to do an interview on us the next day. So I went in with one of our plaintiffs, and we did a. They came to the office, and it was you know. 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, um, to doing a live interview from my office. And I mentioned that the real story or, or one of the saddest ramifications was people like Officer Jose Manriquez and what happened to him. And so Fox News called after that segment and asked if we could get Jose on. And they had us on the next morning on Fox and Friends live from my office in primetime in oh, New cool. York. So they, they literally, we had to get to the office at 3.30 in the morning to let them in, get set up, do a 4.30, uh, I think it was about a 4.40 live hit with Ainsley Earhart. And Jose came in, and it was so tragic. He, he broke up trying to, you know, he can't tuck his little girls in bed, can't carry him to bed, and just the things that he loves to do. And, um, and so I did a lot of the talking, but the emotional impact of just everybody seeing him and hearing him story, his story was so incredible uh, that by 5 a.m. when the interview was over, Denver time, my phone was ringing off the hook from around the world, from doctors, from people who were also vax injured. And we developed quite a database for a few days there of uh, all these different connections and all this different information. But what happened as, yeah, as what happened as they do with other vaccines, they, they create li um, liability protections for the vax manufacturers. And... Um, that's why, you know, like for flu vaccines and, and people, sometimes kids have, you know, life altering reactions to some of the even traditional vaccines and you can't sue them, but there is a fund set up by the federal government to compensate people like that. I've had a client with a daughter who's will probably for her entire life be mental age of three or four years old and, you know, literally millions of oh, dollars man. to take care of her for the rest of her life from this fund. Well, a separate fund was set up for vax injured people as well. And so I have no idea what uh, what Jose's status is in that. I did, was not handling that administrative process for him. But what I do know from helping other people or learning about it with other people who've used similar funds, it's really slow. And, you know, it's like applying for disability or, or other government benefits. You get denied and denied and denied and you have to right. appeal. And if you miss a deadline, then you're out of luck. Um, so I, I'm glad that you mentioned he came up earlier in the show and I thought, man, I had to reach out to him on this Thanksgiving week and just see how he's doing. Maybe I'll have a report on that tomorrow when I wrap up my stint filling in for Stefan here. Well, the reason I asked, because I have a 
coworker friend that's, you know, 50, healthy, you know, exercises, all that good stuff. And actually, he, he has had the two shots. Well, he just got a uh, one of the boosters about a week ago, and, yeah, he's in, like, bad shape. Uh-huh. And what I've heard... What I've heard from this is it seems like it's more males, you know, men, right? Yeah. Um, a myocard, myocarditis, myocarditis, right? Right. Myocarditis. It just it just pisses me off that my son. I have a son who's thirty one. He got the jab and is like, "Don't do it." But it's like, oh, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I I just so, and they and they brainwash people. You know those those shiny Hollywood production level commercials. You know. Right. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Take care of your community. We're a safer community. Mike Kaufman, former congressman, now mayor of Aurora, has a PSA right. running virtually round the clock, encouraging everybody to get their jabs, including the CCP virus jab. And I, I just don't think people understand what they're sucking people into. And for so most bad. most people, so most people, unless you've got certain health problems, it's not necessary. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, in closing, Randy, um, so I retired from a previous job. Now I'm delivering uh, parts for a major, as the deal, as the, a major automotive dealership. So I want to send you a picture of a of a '56 Chevy truck that I came across in the body shop and nice. let you let you drool let you drool over it. All right, are you going to text it to studio, or do you need an email to send it to? I'll just send it to the KNUS text. Very good. I'll be watching for it. And uh, historian, awesome. wake up with Randy Corcoran. Historian just popped on. Alexa said that the Fox News interviews were late September, uh, and on Fox October one. So the court case was late September, and a couple days later we had actually it was the next day we had the first interview, and the second day we had uh, Jose Manriquez interview. So anyway, there you go. And one then, last thing, Randy. One go. last thing, Randy. I'd like to see you see you get a. Uh, you know, a, a Monday to Friday show, keep can U.S. local. That would be freaking awesome, dude. Well, when you say that, because I do find myself, I you know, I'm so busy during the day that I, and I'm, because I'm national committee man, I'm involved in more national politics than local for the most part. Um, I find myself talking about that a lot, especially when I'm here, you know, on kind of short notice. Uh, so by local, do you mean local personalities rather than live than the national hosts, or do you mean local well, stories? I mean, yeah, having local, yeah, local local host in KNUS rather than ah. the syndicated guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I meant. Well, call the management. I'm open. I'll give you. Uh, you got you got my upvote. <laughs> All right, thank you so Love much. Love your for show, the buddy. Joe, take appreciate care, you. Buddy. All right, take good care. Right. Six sixteen and uh, oh dark thirty. Do you have all your Thanksgiving stuff? Who's doing the shopping? Who's doing the cooking? I, I am so lucky to have a world-class chef son who has stepped into some of those roles. He got his feet wet at Mizuna. Actually, talked about this with Mike Boyle on the restaurant show last Saturday before my show because he was talking on the restaurant show about Mizuna, Frank Bonanno, who owns a multiple restaurants in town. Mizuna, just world-class and lobster and mac and cheese to die for. But uh, um, my son, for some reason, we used to always go there once or twice a year as a family, even when the kids were young. And and we were down there, and my son was 15, no driver's license yet. And uh, 
he, for some reason, he he's always liked to build things, do things, learn things, figure out how things work. or And he got this interest in cooking. And so he just told us while we were eating at Mizuna that, um, you know, I'd like to work here. And I said, well, son, Frank's right over there. And this was, you know, years after Frank's partner died in a car accident. And, and we were actually in the restaurant a couple days after that happened. So it's kind of like family down there. At least it used to be. Haven't been in a while. And I said, well, go out, go talk to the man. And by God, he did. And by gosh, Frank put him to work. And so I had to cart him down there till he got his own driver's license. Actually, he'd drive, but I had to ride with him with his permit. And they threw him in there as a, I think it's called a stash or a stage where you're, you know, scrubbing the freezer, you're bringing stuff to the chefs, you're washing the dishes, uh, not even a busboy, but behind the scenes, cleaning up the crap and the mess and everything else. He worked so hard, they liked him so much, they brought him in to cook, and he's a natural. And so he he was a chef at Mizuna, like right there on the line, cooking some of the finest meals in the world. Uh, I don't remember for how long that years go by too fast, but for long enough that uh, uh, he's a master. So I just love when uh, we get a chance to have his cooking. It's absolutely... Uh, oh, the poll is coming in. I second the Monday through Friday show. Randy, time to quit the day job. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I uh, I just have too much to do, I think, for that to be possible. Oh, man, this picture of the 55 Chevy just rolled in. That is beautiful blue. Doing some work on the left rear quarter panel, a little primer going on. wonder what's under the hood. Very, very nice. Alexa writes, I don't know what deal the coalition broke with Elon. I trust Elon more than the left. I'm sure it will come out at some point. She's referring to a text that uh, the guy Kyle Becker posted. Imagine if Elon Musk were actually the right-wing boogeyman. These spoiled lefty journos pretend he is, and he decided to turn the tables and ban all left-wing fake news from Twitter. There'd be nothing left for them to publish. And Elon responded to that very matter-of-factly. He said a large coalition of political, social, activist groups agreed not to try to kill Twitter by starving us of advertising revenue if I agreed to this condition, they broke the deal. And uh, Cat Turd, who you may know if you're on Twitter, wrote in and said that's blackmail. And uh, interestingly enough, Elon Musk went along even further and said, as is obvious to all but the media, there is not one permanent ban on even the most far-left account spouting utter lies. Because when the lefties were in charge, they didn't police them at all. They didn't monitor them at all. They shut down people like you and me. Elon finished not even Associated Press with their completely fictional report on Russian missiles hitting Poland that carried severe consequences for escalating the war was shut down on Twitter. Very interesting example. Man, oh man, so much going on. Hey, I dug up a story on Balenciaga's Adidas collaboration bag that had the child holding the teddy bear in bondage gear and then covered up the United States v. Williams child pornography case, partially covered it up, and uh, what their apology turned out to be and turned out to be for. I will read it for you verbatim when we return. But right now, quick check, 420 
Time to see what's coming up in the news, a little bit of weather or traffic, whatever we do on the breaks here at 710 KNUS. Welcome back. I'm Jimmy Singenberger, Blue Train, Coal Train. Well, that is Jimmy's thing, the blues. Mr. Harmonica Man extraordinaire. I'm Randy Corcoran from Saturday nights at 5 p.m. Matt Dunn and I hold down the weekend evenings. Matt Dunn does the historic Backbone Radio Sundays at 4, and uh, I come on at 5. We're doing a two-hour show right now. I believe that that changes in December. We'll get to three hours, and um, really looking forward to that. It's 626, man, just a day and a half before Thanksgiving turkeys will be cooking, in, well, if you can afford one, cooking in every oven. And uh, I, for one, am ready for a day or two to to just turn it off. It has been an insane stretch for me, last week especially. And being sick and the whole nine yards, it's just, uh, who needs it? So I mentioned, and I know um, this was covered quite a bit in uh, on some of the conservative uh, TV talk, Balenciaga, which is a fashion outlet, issued a written apology for the child abuse themes in their photo shoots. And um, subheading, this is a Fox Business story, a portion of text from United States v. Williams is visible under the hourglass handbag from Balenciaga and Adidas. And uh, I did a little, a quick look at United States v. Williams. I'd never read it before. It didn't, uh, it didn't say what I said it did, that... Uh, um, virtual child pornography is not, you know, porn because there's no victim. And uh, so anyway, but it, it did actually uphold a federal statute which uh, said that uh, made it illegal to pander or commit the pandering of child pornography, which is offering to transfer, sell, deliver, or trade uh, pornographic items, and that uh, that statute didn't violate the First Amendment. So it wasn't quite as um, dramatically disturbing as what I thought it was. But the the shoot itself was definitely, I don't know, just over the top. Why do you need a little kid holding a teddy bear? And I'm looking at a close-up picture now. Uh, in fact, someone commented on it this way. The Balenciaga ad is disgusting. Toddlers posing with BDSM sex toys and alcohol. Hiding in plain sight a Supreme Court case involving the federal child pornography law. Stop sexualizing kids to sell your ugly, overpriced crap. I wonder how she really felt. But apparently Balenciaga was none too happy about it either. They issued a f- apology that said this. Quote, we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. Huh. The photographer for the ad campaign said the images were part of a project series called Toy Stories. Uh, image now appear to be mostly scrubbed from the global brand's website. What kind of an apology is that, really? Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. What about teddy bears in bondage gear? We're talking leg irons, and I don't know, is that handcuffs? I'm not sure. Can't get it quite big enough to see. 
Oh yeah, leather, leather. I don't know what you call them, but leather things around the wrist where you'd tie somebody up. It looks like something that you hit people with over the top of the head, a lock and chain around the neck, and then not leg irons, but leg leathers. Very, very strange. And then definitely the corner of this Supreme Court porn case. See, I, I'm not satisfied with that apology. Why did anybody think that that was an appropriate design in the first place? But, oh, the Denver Post yelling at Lauren Boebert for suggesting send your kids to church rather than drag queen hour. Unbelievable, this stuff. We know that you're grooming our children. And, man, does this seem like another perfect example of that. You've got to see these images. They really are incredible. All right. Leroy was kind enough to um, put together a little bit more audio for me before the start of the show and than I've been able to share with you so far. There's the good night, boss. Happy Thanksgiving. The uh, uh, the one and only White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, lying through her teeth. Here's what she had to say while we enjoyed this. Thank you very much, Karine, for that really very, very kind introduction. It's really a great pleasure to be back here with you again, albeit, I believe, for the last time. Yay! But here was the grand introduction. Uh, whether it be HIV, AIDS, Ebola, or COVID-19, for close to four decades and under seven Republican and Democratic presidents, Dr. Fauci has always led with the science and our country is stronger and healthier because of his leadership. Yeah, in a pig's eye. We've got jabbed people. We've got people having heart inflammation. We've got children who are suffering. We've got people dying more unexpected deaths, just undefined, unexpected deaths uh, by a percentage than, than I have ever remember in the history of my life. It, it's never been just so suddenly that people would drop for nothing. Every time I hear of someone, especially a young person, a movie star, a young athlete, dying on the field, dying in their sleep, they, they never tell you. Was there a heart issue? Was there a heart inflammation? Was there a blood clot? You just never know. So I, for one, will be glad to see Fauci get off of the world stage and hopefully get onto the prison stage or at least into the investigation stage with Jim Jordan and Rand Paul and others who have just been dying to uh, be able to dictate, you know, the Right now, Republicans in the House are, are limited to two or three minutes, I think, in their questioning, and Democrats have a much longer time, and, and all of that will change in January thanks to people who voted out Nancy Pelosi. Big, big win. We also dug up, we always have a little fun on Saturdays with um, Biden babble and Kamala babble. This is my third trip to the Indo-Pacific region as vice president and really um, signifies the significance of the relationship between the United States and our allies and partners in this region. Uh, the discussions that we had included, um, in large part, 
a discussion about the significance of the climate crisis and what we can do as the United States to be a leader in that regard. So I, I lost count. I've got my pen now. I'm just if you'll indulge me, it's only it's less than thirty seconds. How many times did she say significant or signifies or? This is my third trip to the Indo-Pacific region as vice president and really um, signifies the significance of the relationship between the United States and our allies and partners in this region. Uh, the discussions that we had included... So thank goodness we had the vice president on the stage to signify the significance of our relationship with, I believe that was Thailand. I, I feel so much more enlightened now. Just simply unbelievable this stuff i keep getting a ton of text messages apparently people have watched this documentary that's out there died suddenly um, the left is complaining that twitter that uh, elon musk is allowing people to share in fact the organization the people that put the movie together have a twitter page called died suddenly apparently and Elon Musk is allowing them to share their film. Oh, my goodness. But the people who are texting me are saying, please suggest to your listeners to Google Died Suddenly. And from what I've heard of it, and I've only talked to one person who actually watched it, and I only had a minute with her. But, uh, but she said, you know, not for children, not for the faint of heart. And apparently it tells countless stories of folks who have died suddenly of all ages, races in all countries, genders, non-genders, mixed genders, changing genders, all people died suddenly. I'll probably watch that over the weekend just to see if it's something that's worth uh, really trying to get out there because more and more people are waking up. And with the blinders off of Twitter, and that's not a good way to put it, it was the suppressors gone from Twitter, people can actually get access to this stuff again. How many people have died uh, because doctors were sanctioned for putting out information about things that they knew worked to alleviate symptoms, to keep people out of the hospital, to prolong life? Simple things like, ooh, it's horse tranquilizer. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine used around the world successfully but twitter shut it down i can't count the number of cases going on in my law firm right now where the colorado medical board has gone after the licenses of practicing medical providers of all kinds um, chiropractors holistic healers doctors mds not just for prescribing such dangerous things as these Nobel Prize-winning medications. Not just for um, sending out research to clients who are inquiring, but even for daring to talk about it in a public forum, like a school board meeting or a health summit or something like that. They're coming after the licenses. They're demanding the records, not of a specific patient, but the records of all patients. And even now with the FDA 
changing, you know, the story on what they said about ivermectin. And with all of the statistics that are pouring out about people being harmed by the so-called vaccines and people being saved by these uh, routine, easy-to-obtain treatments, they're still coming. They're still coming hard. It's about control. It's not about a free market, a free choice. Let the let people be the experiment if they choose to be on how they deal with the the health consequences of listening to a provider that they trust, that they entrust their health to. It's unbelievable the power and, and here in Colorado after this election, with Jared Polis extending his emergency declaration for this flu season, the COVID declaration has been extended. He's keeping his emergency powers that were never designed to go on year after year after year. They were in, they were designed to empower an executive to take extraordinary action in response to a, a, a shocking, unexpected, surprise disaster, and then reconvene to, you know, let the people who are elected to make decisions and those who are appointed to to provide recommendations and, and implement legislation and regulation. But Polis is keeping it. It's extraordinary. And people are putting up with it. People are putting up with it right here in Colorado. And yet we've got, I know I, and people say I bash Dick Wadhams. I, I disagree. I just disagree with him and the conclusions that he's drawn. And he is out there. It seems like every single day I get another email that he's going to be appearing at this Republican event. He's going to be appearing at the Arapahoe County breakfast in December and another one on Dece another event. I think it's a midday event on December 8th. And so he is out there promoting this one single myopic, in my mind, view of what happened nationally and especially here in Colorado. I I played clips from him from yesterday from an interview he did on television where he said, I don't know what it's going to take to get us out of this. Well, duh, we've sort of figured that out. And yet he's popping up everywhere. You've got to, if you have an opportunity, go listen and then question. But do they're, what they're trying to do is cement this mantra, cement this perspective among the minds of active and proactive Republicans but you know it's all the it's all the old folks you know the breakfasts and the the old groups that have been together which are terrific and many people that I love and admire in those groups but not much of an impact on you know decision makers in the Republican party that I can think of I guess we'll see when new leadership elections come will Christy Burton Brown run again should she we'll see how the Central Committee, who are the voters in the Republican Party, the decision makers in the Republican Party, decide those things. And I think that the Republican Party is ready to wash its hands of the same old, same old stuff. That should be the parade float tomorrow on the Thanksgiving Day Imaginary Parade. The Old guard Republican Party float should just be something goes around in circles 
saying, flashing the same message over and over and over and over again. Because that's what happens. Nothing changes. I love being a part of the solution to that long-standing problem. I know the phones are lighting up. Let's go ahead and do this. Um, Let's get to our break so we can take everybody who wants to talk before we wrap up the Tuesday edition of the Stefan Tubbs Show. 641, it's Randy Corcoran. Linda, I'm sorry. I do that all the time. I can... My very first love was Linda, so maybe that name is stuck in my mind. I don't know. But Lori Kelman, man, what a pro she is. Have you ever met her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about all pro. Anyway, she's standing by in the 710 KNUS newsroom, and I will be back with your calls when we return here on 710 KNUS. Well, we're back here with no Stefano, just Randino today. Randy Corcoran from Saturday Nights. I got the evenings on Saturday. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. The evenings on Sunday. That's how we keep it real and we push back on some of the nonsense that you hear day round, round the clock, everywhere you go, everywhere you listen. Interesting text messages coming in, then we'll get to the phones. Amen, Randy. I'm a millennial, the largest generational cohort in Colorado. And as we drift conservative with age, the, quote, old guard Republicans don't even touch us. They run TV ads while most of us don't even watch TV. We listen to people on YouTube and rumble and see the Dick Wadhams of this world as unrecoverably out of touch. They think it's still 1986. And, you know, I've been accused of picking on Dick. And listen, he's just out there, man, right now. He's the spokesperson for the old guard response. Stop talking about the elections. Move away from the door behind which stands Donald Trump. And so, obviously, since people identify him with that mantra, that's that's why the name has to be used in talking about it. It's, there's nothing personal here, for goodness sake. Politics is a blood sport. Let's just all kind of grow up. I know a 23-year-old male who survived a heart attack two weeks ago and a 34-year-old male... I'm sorry, it doesn't give the gender. And a 34-year-old who died from one heart attack over the summer never heard of young men having heart attacks till now. I never heard what happened to Hugh McCain. Um, It sounds like a heart attack. As I recall, um, they had a ceremony for him. I didn't even know about it, and it was done. But when I read, um, I believe he died in his sleep, wasn't feeling good, and, and I thought I read something about heart issues, but he was in his 50s. Uh, I don't know. It would be a service to know if he was vaxxed. It would be a service to know if there were uh, if there there were complications. And if there weren't, it would be great to know that too. And I, I don't know if that's thoughtless and more premature since it's such a recent loss for everybody. But man, oh man, we need to know. People need to know. And one more thing, let me clear up before we go to the phones. The documentary that the left is just decrying that the fact that Elon Musk has allowed them to put their documentary out on their Twitter page under their Twitter handle, because according to the left, it's all false narrative about vaccine and about COVID-19, but it's called Died Suddenly. My good friend Kathy, who was texting me and suggesting that people search out died suddenly not well yeah died suddenly uh or suddenly died i guess is 
or not. Wait a minute. Okay. Here's what she's saying now. People should not Google suddenly died to learn more about the film. And that makes sense because the film has died suddenly. They should Google the two words died suddenly to see hundreds of articles about individual real people who have died suddenly. A very powerful visual. Absolutely true. Jeff wants to talk about the jab. Jeff, welcome to the Stefan Tub Show. Hey, George. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Sammy, how's it going? Oh, good. I just uh, left the grocery store, and I, honestly, I I wouldn't surprise me with these how they uh, promote the vaccines. And you know, I'm surprised they're not selling vaccinated turkeys. I bet you they would just take off right off the shelf, and people would be like, "Ah, oh, I feel better already." <laughs> My call, and here's the topic that you're talking about is really good, and it sparked a, a interest in me. Um, two things. Number one, it has to do with the doctor's office that my sister, she, uh, you know, was up for a mammogram, and they've got these warning signs saying, you know, that the vaccine can cause false negatives. It's giving lymph node swellings, which is causing patients to come back for repetitive stuff, which I don't think is right. That's not fair to the patient. Um, that's a different topic. But the second one, and it's more of about how this marketing strategy is going on. And maybe, you know, with your experience in uh, law, you might be able to help kind of clear out, uh, how, you know, like, okay, 50% of commercials, I don't care what show you're watching, what channel you have on, they are trying to put some type of pill into you. It's obviously Big Pharma has bought out the media waves, and whether it's a pill, whether it's an injection, they want to put it in you. It, it's nonstop, whatever it is, and that's going to be the new echelon, and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. But each one of these commercials has the, you know, side effects, blah, 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 however long it takes, except for the vaccine, the COVID-19. Now, we're on the doorstep of 2023, and they're still talking about, you know, trying to make it hip and trendy. Go get your COVID-19, you know, be part of the group, be one of the cool kids. But every time that they put, you know, the COVID vaccine advertisements, they don't have to do any of those side effects. How are they loopholing through that? Is it because they're government backed? Well, you know, I don't watch a ton of TV, so but don't usually the end at the end of those um, pharmacological commercials, don't they have the all the tiny small print? That talks about, you know, you you might die if you take this, your intestines may fall Oh, they have out. the small print, and then they're talking about it, like, you know, yeah. really fast, you know, blah, 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 right. but not the COVID-19 ones. You know, oh. I'm going to use Walgreens, because they're the ones that are really trying yeah. to push it. And, you know, they're, they don't have to put any of that stuff in there. They don't ever, have, they don't have to say side effects can be da 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 da, da because, you know, all these, you know, died suddenly, these symptoms that are listed in there would be probably on these commercials. Swollen heart, myocarditis, renal failure, you name it. Um, somehow they're exempt from doing that. Well, I, I think it's because they're still operating under an emergency, you know, an emergency declaration, an emergency use authorization, an EUA is how they uh -huh. rolled them out so quickly in the first place. And uh, and I don't think they've we're ever... 2023. I know. We're going almost on three and a half years. Huh? How long are they going to hold on to that? How long is Jared Polis going to keep renewing his emergency powers under the emergency oh, declaration? Forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe that guy's... You know, that's a whole other topic itself. But, <laughs> it sure is. You know, the, the people that, you know, all the businesses that got lost because of, you know, his decision-making, 
all the firefighters, the, the civil, you know, the, the medical workers that are, you know, couldn't, that had to forfeit their jobs after they yeah. went through the whole, you know, it's, it, I don't want to be aggravated about it. But the big thing was, I just want to know how, and if you said it's emergency, that, and then that's the loophole, well, that's that's kind of crooked, you know. I mean, a vaccine's a vaccine, a pill is a pill. They should be required to disclose side effects, no matter how it's distributed. Well, and if people had been dropping dead that weren't, you know, 80 years old or overweight or already had respiratory or heart problems or whatever, um, or even if, if people were just getting so sick, and, and we had that initially with the waves of COVID, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even necessarily object to rolling out an emergency if people, you know, use for something if people want to uh, take that chance. I'm just so mm-hmm. grateful that I we never did that in my family. We just simply decided early on there's no way we don't know enough about this thing, and it just doesn't feel right, you know, instinctively. And we didn't think we needed it after we learned more about it. But um, I, I don't object necessarily to it being available, but how they've manipulated it and milked it and, like you right. said, marketed it. So it's it's a gimmick. Yeah. It really is. They're just like, hey, this is what the cool kids are doing. And it ain't. It, it just doesn't stop. They're just. They're pumping it in you. They're brainwashing it one, you know, after another, after another. And it just, it's a, you know, and it's not even the COVID. It's every single pill. It's just big pharma owns this country, and it's only going to perpetuate. That's just my opinion on it. So you got other callers, but thanks, George. Uh, take care. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you, Sammy. We appreciate the call. Have a good night. All right. Well, we don't have time for any more calls. I'm afraid we are nearing the end of the evening. But never fear, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll do a, a more Thanksgiving-y show. I'd really love for you to be thinking about, you know, in spite of everything we've been through and the ups and downs, what are we grateful for? What are we going to be doing on Thursday? Will there be politics around the table? Is that an okay thing? Is it true we shouldn't talk about sex and politics and, and religion around the table? I, I don't know. Something else we'll definitely be digging into tomorrow. A judge, a federal judge, ordered... White House, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I always say Pusaki because I love Psaki and I hate to, you know, spoil the taste with her actual name, to sit for a deposition. She and other former and current Biden administration officials have to answer questions because evidence has been put forth indicating they colluded with big tech firms to censor users. No, duh. All right, that's it. Have a good night. I'm Randy Corcoran. God loves you. So do I. Mark Levin is next right here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.